Now 7.31, the top presidential candidates have been sketchy on minority rights going into next week's election, which is perhaps no surprise given past form. But there was that moment in the fourth presidential debate when the question of gay rights came up with interesting consequences, to say the least. Let's bring in now Professor Judy Hand, the first of two guests on this subject, from the Department of Human Geography in the University of Toronto. Um, she specialises in gender and sexuality studies. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me online. I, firstly, given the relatively conservative attitude here towards this subject, were you surprised that the topic of homosexuality came up. It wasn't just about gay marriage or gay rights. Homosexuality itself entered the presidential TV debate. Um, sure. I, I mean, I'm actually really glad that LGBTQ rights uh, have received more public attention. Uh, it's unfortunate that the focus is on homosexuality per se, because I, that's that's not necessarily the subject for a debate. No, um, but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be taboo to talk about inequality or discrimination. So it's absolutely a political issue. Well, it was Hong Jun Pyo of the Liberty Korea Party who um, has a support base that probably wouldn't mind too much uh, for a significant uh, portion what he says on this subject as long as he's not uh, about to give way to gay marriage, for example. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised when he said AIDS is rampant among 14,000 people due to homosexuality. Um, You, I understand, have said homophobia is a public health issue rather than homosexuality in an article you published last year. Can you tell us more about that view? Sure. Uh, I mean, as as most people know, Hong Jun-pyo is a politician who has openly joked about helping a friend rape a woman or drug a woman in attempted rape. Um, he's a politician well-known for saying things that are uh, untrue uh, and unbelievably misogynist. Uh, so, And he's hardly an expert on HIV-AIDS. So, as, as you said, it's, we do have to take it uh, with a grain of salt, what he says about uh, uh, homosexuality and its link to HIV-AIDS. Um, it's based on profound misinformation uh, that com- commonly circulates uh, to this day. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, he keeps confusing HIV-AIDS with homosexuality and refused to learn very basic information about uh, true uh, or, you know, more uh, uh, more effective prevention. Mm. Uh, homosexuality does not cause HIV-AIDS. It's a virus transmitted in one of three ways. It's either transmitted sexually, it's transmitted, it's transmitted uh, through blood transfusion, or it's transmitted uh, through birth, uh, through, uh, through childbirth. Uh, it's it's not created out of nowhere just because gay men have sex with each other. No. Um, and it's considered worldwide to be a treatable and manageable disease and not a death sentence. Uh, so what happens when people like Hong Jun-pyo spread this kind of information, misinformation, uh, is that they prevent critical and important public health education. Yeah. Uh, so well, in a country where we already have a, a relatively high suicide rate, it, it certainly doesn't help on that front either, does it, with the stigma associated with both homosexuality and absolutely. HIV. Uh, two absolutely. two issues in one <laughs> raised. Yeah, um, they create a false sense of safety for people who think they have nothing to do with HIV-AIDS, right? Mm. Um, it's important, of course, that we're addressing this, but we've got so much to talk about. Moon Dae-in of the Minju Party... Uh, Representing a liberal camp in many countries would automatically probably place you in 
at least a more open position on this issue. But even he suggested that he wasn't particularly in favour of gay rights during the debate. Was that surprising to you? Well, it's a strange thing to say, especially for a public official. Um, it's it's like saying, you, I don't like old people, but I'm against age discrimination. Um, so how is anyone supposed to trust that uh, when that he would actually uh, work towards uh, ending discrimination or fighting against discrimination? No one has asked him to like homosexuality. Uh, and for a highly visible public official to express such disdain so openly, uh, that's, that's a terrible example, and that is very unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, from within his party, he's not the first to express concerns. Often um, you know, Christian views are put forward or traditional Korean values are put forward as sure. being a, a protection of, of, of traditional marriage. Now, sure, is that a valid argument? Uh, no, I mean, he's, uh, uh, he's, from, he's from the Liberal Minju Party, and I think what he, uh, he tried to do was uh, to kowtow to the growing Christian voices, uh, the, the conservative Christian voices, uh, to try to sway their votes his way. But uh, it's very unlikely that their votes are going, to, going in his direction. As, uh, as we know, the, the ultra-right, uh, the conservative Liberal Party, has already endorsed Hong Jun-pyo shortly after Moon Jae-in tried to make this gesture. Uh, so I think it was also a major political misstep. For some people who would have been put off by Moon Jae-in, the only person that they can really turn to for full-fledged anti-discrimination is Shim Sang-jung, although actually Yu Sung-min um, in some ways has shown himself to be more socially liberal than uh, some of his Democratic Party counterparts, despite the fact that he represents conservatism in this country. That just, I think, goes to show just how confused this picture is. But Shim Sang-jung, I presume you welcome her stance. Well, what Shin Zhang Zhang has done is to say that this is not acceptable in a democratic society. No one should be left behind in thinking about anti-discrimination or equality, uh, and that Korea should and could do better. Um, and especially given the stigma and the ongoing witch hunts uh, in, the, in the military that's criminalizing gay men, uh, she's really stepped up as the only political leader who's brave enough to say that the Justice Party means justice for everyone and not just rich people or straight people. Um, for all of us listening now who maybe don't expect Shim Sang-jong to become the next president, although she could become a major figure in politics here um, on an ongoing basis, she's hardly uh, unknown as it is, but what is the Anti-Discrimination Act that she supports and what would it mean for this country? Well, the anti-discrimination legislation that everyone keeps talking about is not just about LGBTQ equality. It would protect not just uh, sexual minorities from discrimination, but also racial, ethnic, and religious minorities, people with disabilities, people who face discrimination at school and or work because of who they are, what they believe in, and what their social status is. Um, so it's it's a it's a policy that that's a step in the right direction to uh, say that, uh, that uh, this kind of dis discrimination should not have a place in a, uh, in a just society. And of course, no law can change people's minds overnight or erase these uh, deeply ingrained bias, whether that's from tradition or religion or uh, just bigotry. Um, but it's a start. And that's, yeah. what the laws, that's what laws can do, start by saying that 
these differences should not become the basis for discrimination. Uh, Professor Han, thank you very much for sh- sharing your thoughts with us from Canada this morning. Thank you. Professor Judy Han from the University of Toronto. This is an opportunity for anyone to share your thoughts on this issue. Pound or sharp, 1013451 per message. If you aren't in favour of minority rights for whatever reason, please do explain. Let's um, bring in uh, Ijuhi, Professor of Sociology at Iwa Women's University. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, good morning. Uh, what, what's your view on the way minority issues have been brought up in this year's election? Um, I think minority issues have been alarmingly absent in this election. I guess the presidential candidates are too busy to talk about national security issues and jobs. Uh, having said that, I was a bit worried that there haven't been serious debates regarding anti-discrimination legislation, which is also called the Comprehensive Anti-Discrimination Bill. Uh, during his presidential run in two, two, 2012, the leading candidate Moon Jae-in promised to push for the bill. If passed, the bill would have been banned all unreasonable discrimination based on gender, disability, age, nationality, ethnicity, political and sexual orientations, educational background, and employment status. But in this election, Moon did not take clear positions on this issue. They have been in the social consensus first. So did Anchor, so I think. What about specifically in, in your area, or one of your areas of expertise, gender equality, um, mm-hmm. and, and the policies that that relate to that, even if security has dominated and, and the economy and other issues that you mentioned? Um, most male candidates claim that they are feminist, but uh, I don't see many pledges regarding gender equality. Um, so I'm not sure if the candidates um, think about these issues very much. But first issue is related to the controversial Ministry of Gender Equality and Family. Moon Jae-in promised to enhance the functions of this, this ministry, along with the Presidential Committee on Gender Equality. He wants to install up this one in as the next president. Shim mm-hmm. Sang-jong and Ahn said similarly, pledging to strengthen the role of the ministry in charge of gender equality, criticizing the current ministry as being too limited and passive. But Yoo Sung-min disagreed um, and said that he wants to abolish the ministry and instead he promised to install a presidential committee overseeing gender issues in all ministries. And I think Hong Jun Pyo didn't bother to say anything about it. I don't think it's time to get rid of the ministry considering the current status of most uh, Korean women, having both the ministry and the president committee seem to be the best policy yeah. option. Well, here we are, having just had a first female president, albeit impeached and ousted, uh, still talking about problems of gender inequality. And just to hammer this home, the country's wage disparity between the genders has remained the widest among OECD countries for 15 consecutive years. That is obviously disgraceful. Um, Can any policies be put forward under the next administration, would you say, uh, Professor E, that could actually have a real impact, that could actually narrow down the wage gap? Um, 
think all candidates talk about this issue, um, equal pay for work of equal value. Kim Sang Jung and Moon Jae In were two candidates who showed most interested in this issue, and they proposed most comprehensive reform agenda. Kim um, promised to introduce employment and wage disclosure system by gender based on the principle equal pay for work of equal value. Moon also promised to ensure the principle of equal pay for equal work prevails in Korean workplaces and to lay a five year plan to narrow the wage gap between men and women down to the OECD average of 15%. But um, Korean women are much less than men, not just because the principle is not observed in Korean workplaces. Most jobs in Korea are highly segregated by gender, so it's really hard to prove the jobs held by women have equal value. Right. There's a persistent gender divide in the upper tier of most industries. Um, women have been particularly subject to casualization of work. So I think the equal pay and anti-discrimination measures are just first step to achieve gender equality in the labor market. We need a lot more policies to uh, crack this problem. Now, we've, we've talked this morning already about minority rights, about um, LBGT rights. We've talked about women and the disparity in pay between men and women, but also the general uh, equality. What about children? It's Children's Day today. Um, and, and one of the reasons we have Children's Day is to address the discrimination against kids, the, the abuse, frankly, that they suffered uh, in decades gone by. Are, are there any particular pledges that have grasped your attention related to children? Uh, major presidential candidates' pledges regarding children are based on their concerns about low birth rates and growing income gaps. Uh, all candidates promise to provide child allowances. Most OECD countries provided child allowances, but we didn't. Uh, many candidates also promise to increase child care allowances. Uh, Shim Sang-jung offered the most generous benefits. And in addition to these allowances, the in plans to introduce a flexible work program under which parents with children below elementary school age can work uh, only from 10 to 4 without a reduction in the salary. Yeah, I, I would like to ask our listeners as well what you think on this Children's Day. Should children be allowed to go to, say, private academies after dark? Uh, stories of elementary school children still abound, uh, studying till 11 p.m., for example. Is, is that a form of abuse? Uh, in other words, have we swung so far towards putting a focus on children that we now expect way too much of them? Pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message. It's an old issue, but it continues to, to haunt us. One final question to you, Professor E, and this uh, relates to the more than 2 million foreign residents living in this country. And uh, I'm one of them. I can't vote in this presidential election. Uh, I, I, I think there are a number of foreign nationals around me who'd love to take part, but can't either. Um, do, do you see any major candidates focusing on, on the whole question of migration? Mm, Korea is becoming an increasingly multi-ethnic society, but most of the Korean people continues to identify itself as one people. So it's not popular to discuss minority rights, and that might be the reason 
why most presidential candidates do not focus on migration issues. I just hope that uh, we can be more debates regarding this issue, uh, discussions to remove structural assistance that perpetuate the marginalization of minority communities and that restrict migration itself, etc. Well, Professor E, thank you so much for joining us today and taking us through, you know, some very complex issues. Each one really demands a lot more time. So thank you for condensing that. Thank you. Uh, Professor E there uh, of the Sociology Department at Iwo Women's University. Uh, as ever, we'd love to get some of your feedback on some of those topics so we can keep the conversation going on this Children's Day. We'll get to sport after traffic and weather.